0: Hey listeners, what's up? This is Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. I am so thrilled you are here. And once again, I just want to give you an acknowledgement. I appreciate you tuning in. I know you're busy. I know you got a lot coming at you. And all I can say is thanks for giving a little bit of your day, your time to us over here on the podcast. So, all right. I'm not sure if you are aware, but listen, our sponsor for these podcast episodes is the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership. You can learn more at mortgagemarketing.pro. And what's that all about? It's all about how do you successfully build a referral-based, recurring revenue-based, relationship-driven model with real estate agents as the primary source of your business. Secondly, we also have another pillar of business of, of, of content within that pro membership. And that's with helping you become a modern mortgage originator. What does that mean? That means self-paced courses, tutorials, guides, checklists, downloads, eBooks, and more training and coaching all about how you become a modern originator. How do you leverage Facebook, YouTube, Instagram? How do you create your own personal brand online, optimize your Facebook business page, et cetera, Facebook ads, you name it. We're continually building the library over there of self-paced content Uh, on helping you become a modern originator. That said, the key thrust of business today still and always will be real estate agents, right? Eight out of 10 people still use a real estate agent to purchase a home. People still look for homes first. The predominant majority of them do that and will continue to do that for the foreseeable future. We can debate about that sometime if you would like. However, what we're delivering for our mortgage marketing pro members every month is done for you, turnkey, deliverable, high-quality agent classes that get butts in the seats and loans in the pipeline. Uh, There's success stories we've got all over the website, plus an eight-minute video over at mortgagemarketing.pro if you want to check that out, do so. All right, so let's. speaking of real estate agents and modern mortgage originator and what I'll call a hybrid business model, uh, the combination of both online and offline relationship referrals and online leads, today my special guest is Grant Wise. Grant and I connected originally at the uh, Gary Vaynerchuk Agent 2021 event in uh, Florida in January of this year. Uh, We had been kind of uh, following, connecting with each other online for some time prior to that. But it's great to be able to get together with somebody in person. The power of in person—you will never replace that. And I wanted to bring Grant on for a couple of different reasons. One is he is um, a Facebook Ads. Thought leader and expert, if you will, and he's been working for a number of years in the real estate and mortgage space. Has trained thousands of uh, real estate agents, loan originators, as well. And look, there's a there's a noisy world out there of Facebook gurus, right, who are trying to sell you their latest wares or buy their package, and you know all that kind of stuff to be able to run Facebook ads. And let's face it, Facebook ads can be challenging, right? They can be cumbersome. It changes a lot. And we can get bogged down with understanding how to generate and run Facebook ads for ourselves. So two parts to this conversation with Grant today. One is I wanted to unpack the latest of what's happening with Facebook and really just have kind of, if you will, a crash course in. If you're considering Facebook ads for lead gen, some key things you need to understand about running lead ads versus branding ads, uh, targeting and getting clear on who your ideal clients are. Should you be running mortgage ads or real estate house related ads? So we're going to unpack a lot of this. How much should you in spe- spend on Facebook ads? How long should you let an ad run? Like I said, what what's the qualities and elements of a good Facebook ad? We get into that and un- unpack all this. So go through the entire session I think there's a lot of good learning nuggets for you from a from a foundational standpoint there's both you know conceptual foundational principles of of how to succeed with Facebook ads and then there's some some tactical stuff that uh, towards the end I really kind of drill down on uh, on grant there and provide some real awesome like specific tactics then at the end what we do is Look, for some time, myself, I've talked to many of you. I talk to a lot of loan officers across the country. We're looking for ways to leverage Facebook to generate leads, right? For all the obvious reasons. And we're also looking and considering Facebook as a way to add value to real estate agents because we've all heard it said that, right? Real estate agents would love to get referrals. And that's a great kind of shoe in for you to capture and attract real estate agents. In addition to, the standard stuff that, you know, I preach all the time, which is first win realtors over with your relationship and your five-star client experience and generating a referable experience for the referrals you already get from them, right? So demonstrate your competence, your expertise um, through your process, your systems, and attract them with top of the net. Attract them through education, teaching them the fish. in classes, getting them in a room in a, in a small group situation, educate poor value and you know into them, and that will generate referrals and relationships for you, guaranteed. Now, the next step of that, the next level of that is actually helping generate leads for real estate agents. There's a right way and a wrong way to do that. Grant and I talk about that. And at the end, uh, what I've decided to do is, for those of you who are interested, we're looking for a small group of people that are looking and interested in getting started in running ads that are going to generate leads for you and real estate agents. A small group of people, maybe 10 loan originators, who want to actually, now get this, here's what we're proposing. What if you could leverage the power of Facebook? Think about Facebook and obviously the, you know, the power it's got in targeting and reaching people and generating real estate ads. But what if you could leverage the power of Facebook to target real estate agents to run affordable Facebook ads that actually attracts and targets the right agents that you want to work with based on a certain criteria and having them schedule appointments on your calendar to meet with them, to learn more about the value you can provide to them by helping them generate Facebook leads. What a concept. Now, I was very particular with Grant. You'll hear this on the podcast towards the end is, you know how do we vet out agents to ensure that we've got the right agents we're meeting with the quality agents? Well, Grant's got that handled too through this process is there's a 24 questions on this intake form, if you will, that guess who's going to fill that out? The right agents, the motivated agents, and it's going to vet out those that you don't want right? But it's going to save you a lot of time, tire kicking and bottom feeders. And the ads, the copy, the offer, and the targeting, Will you'll know that that's going to be going to the agents that you A, want to meet with, and B, want to work with, and that have uh, similar values that you do. And this is a way to, if you will, leverage technology and be smart about another method for you to attract real estate agents who are interested in a true collaboration and partnership and aren't looking for money or a handout or just pay for my Zillow leads, right? So if you guys are interested in that, number one, listen to the podcast. Go through it. You'll hear the depth and breadth of Grant's knowledge about digital marketing, Facebook ads, and so forth, and all the people and success stories he's worked with. Next, if you do want to be part of that initial group, right? Those first 10 You want to go to this website. It's in the show notes as well. The website address is getfacebookleads.me. Getfacebookleads.me. We're going to put that landing page up, if you will, as basically a holding page uh, because this isn't open and live to the public yet. We're going through some beta testing and things like that and working this out with uh, some other different groups across the country. So we're just looking for a waiting list right now. If you're interested in that, get on that waiting list. And that should, by the time you listen to this, when this gets released, which is going to be the first week of June, we will probably be sending you additional information and announcements of when that um, becomes available in the first two weeks of June. So once again, it's getfacebookleads.me, link in the show notes if you want to learn more about how to use Facebook ads to get agents to book meetings with you. All right, that's that. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and I appreciate you. Without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Hey Grant, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Thank you so much for having me. You bet, man. Thanks for being here. You and I originally connected in person at the uh, Gary V agent 2021 event in Florida, January of this year. And you've been, we've been like messaging ever since then. So it's good to finally connect. Why don't you give the listeners your own personal version of like, who's Grant Wise? What's he all about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was a, that was a great event in Miami. always love getting out to Miami. I think I have like three more functions there in the next two months. Who's Grant Wise? So I, uh, you know, I really got started in business at a very, very young age. I was 19 when I joined the the ranks of the self-employed and I got started in I bought a little business from my father mm-hmm. and he had recently fallen off of a ladder, got hurt. Wow. And I, I kind of swooped in and said, Hey, let's work a deal out. And, uh, you know, really it was kind of the life, man. I played golf five days a week <laughs> and I did, uh, did a little construction project on the weekends, and that's what paid my bills. But it got a little colder, and I started getting a little bored. I was like, "All right, what am I going to do?" And so I was like, "You know what? I'm going to start a roofing company." And I was like, I was intertwined in that industry because the my my father owned a gutter business. So roofing was kind of like a symbiotic uh, right. step. And so I didn't know much about the roofing industry. I had some close family at the time that had a vast knowledge. And um, we ended up going to the industry. We got a hailstorm, thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) And we roughed like 111 houses my first year of business. Wow. So I was this really young kid. And I was making a ton of money. I thought I knew everything. I was it. I had an ego the size of uh, any house you could imagine. And Nobody could tell me what to do. And unfortunately, that's not a really good recipe if you mix money into the equation. And so I drank a lot, bought a lot of stuff, wasted mountains of money, thinking that it was never going to end. That I had found this fountain that was just going to pour wealth into my life consistently and constantly. And (laughs) it started to end because I couldn't outpace my bad habits. And um, I think it was uh, 21 years old, somebody came to me and they said, hey... You know, we want you to. We want to start a real estate company, and I was like, "Great! I'm good at starting businesses. I got four or five failed ones going on right now." So, let's <laughs> and, give you that. and they said we want to pay our real estate agents 100 percent commission, and I was like, "That's awesome! Everybody's going to want to make more money," and I was dead wrong, uh, which was fascinating. And I can get, get into more of that later about understanding what real estate agents actually want. Mm. But I started traveling the country. We were going to be in 500 markets in five years. And I've set off on this path. And I think in, we were in about six markets, six months. We were really kind of figuring out what people wanted and what they didn't. And I was just traveling, recruiting. And all the while, my other businesses were really tanking because I wasn't paying attention to them, unfortunately.
0: Mm.
1: And I was 23 years old, We've been in the business a couple of years now. And the people that we brought in to help us fund it came to me and they said, Hey, we think you're the reason this company's not growing and we want you to leave. And I'm like, Well, I own 51% of the business and I want you to leave. How about that? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and I'm like, well, we think you should think about it. I'm like, all right, well, I think you should screw off, but that's a different conversation. So I ended up thinking about it. And I said, you know what? I've been trying to teach all these real estate agents that we've brought in how to leverage social media and how to use video and all these cool things that they could do to their business. Nobody was listening to me. They just thought that I was this young, dumb kid. And how long ago was this? This was back almost six years ago. Okay. All right. And, um, they liked the fact that they were making a hundred percent commission, but they didn't want to listen to anything I had to say when it came to really kind of expounding on that. And I said, you know what? I'm the youngest person in this company by three times my age. Everybody thinks that I'm just this quack. I'm going to go where I'm appreciated, not where I'm tolerated. And I said, I signed away all my rights to the business, um, for a period of time, they had to do some stuff for it to stick. And, uh, they didn't, but that's a different story. And so I freaked out for like a week. I had no idea what I'm going to do. And mm. I said, you know what? I'm going to teach real estate agents what I've been trying to teach them all along, which is how to grow through social media. Mm. And I was legally bankrupt. I had I'd filed Chapter 7. I was 23 years old. I had $25 to my name. Mm. My girlfriend at the time, wife now, is the one that uh, says that I, she's the one that gave me the $25 bucks for, <laughs> <laughs> for the day. And uh, I launched some Facebook ads and I spent 25 bucks and I got a thousand dollar client. Somebody jumped on the phone and gave me a thousand bucks. And my whole world just got flipped on its head. Mm -hmm. I I learned a lot and we started doing it again and again and again. And what was so cool is that uh, Tanya, the first woman I ever worked with, she sold 48 houses the year that we started working together. The first year she was in the business and that blew my mind. It blew her mind. And I took on about a dozen more clients throughout that year, and all of them were doing the same thing. They were getting to 6 figures in about 8 months or less, which was fascinating to me. And so we packaged it up as a product with what's now known as Modern Agent Mastery in December of 2015 and launched it. And we added over 600 students the first year, doubled the business the second year, and it just exploded. We were teaching real estate agents all over the country how to how to leverage Facebook advertising to grow their business. And it was um, I think it was uh, March 2016, 17. We realized that we were basically tech support for ClickFunnels and Instapage and ActiveCampaign and all these different software companies that we were teaching how we were teaching people how to do it. Cause you can't just run Facebook ads. You need landing pages. You need email sequence, you need all the, the, the backend stuff. And I said, what if we could just do all that stuff for people? And I was like, well, I don't really want to start a services business. So what does that look like? And I approached person after person after person and finally found my match, my CTO, Josh, and we built this tool called Whitley and it took the workload, the eight to 10 hours of work that everybody was having to do just to launch Facebook ads. And it did it for them. So what the, they could do in like eight to 10 hours, they could now do in like eight to 10 seconds, which was sick. Yeah. And we launched it. We had an unbelievably successful launch in March of 2017 uh, with a huge charter membership base that that stuck with us throughout this entire uh, period as we've continued to evolve the software And we launched what we call a client generation software that is literally changing lives every day. It's an incredible, incredible platform. And it's really actually grown into the bulk of our business. So we are basically... We're a training and technology company now. We spend the vast majority of our time teaching and educating people on how to grow their business, how to generate clients uh, through what we call a client generation system. And... We uh, give them access to our client generation software to help them do all that. And uh, man, we just have a blast. You know, we get to go out and create a bunch of millionaires every day and uh, help people grow in in ways that we never thought possible. And I've grown in ways I never thought were possible. And we've just had a blast. We took something from nothing and turned it into an over $10 million business. And
0: Mm. we've
1: just had a lot of fun.
0: That's pretty fast growth, man. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're in the same space then. Um, maybe clarify a little bit for me. I mean, the same space as people like, uh, I don't know what, Agent Legend, Wise Agent, things like that?
1: Really similar. And uh, I get asked this question all the time. So Willy yeah. is not a CRM, which is what Wise Agent and Agent Legend right. companies are. Right. It has CRM components inside of it. But Whitley is a CGS. It's a client generation software. Yep. And uh, it kind of sits in a category by itself. You know, I'm not a lead generation guy. I, I used to be... Got out of the lead generation business, got into the client generation business. Our whole goal is to help people do 3 things. We want to first help them generate leads. That's a part of it. We want to second, help people build a brand, which I think is very important through retargeting and video marketing. And third, we want to help people convert customers. What I realized is that uh, I could be the, the greatest lead generation champion on planet earth, but I was still a commodity amongst all the other self-proclaimed Facebook gurus that had come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. and um, wanted to separate myself completely. And so did a lot of, a lot of searching, to, to figure out what it was that, that we were really working to accomplish. And, and, and we just understood that loan officers and real estate agents, they want clients. They don't just want leads. Like they want customers, they want commission checks. Right. And, um, so we, we kind of totally redefined who we were and what we did, uh, inside of the market. And so we work with wise agents. Uh, we, we integrate with their platform and others and, and we have a blast getting to work with some of the, the, those smart people, Brandon wise, he and I are not related. We always have to say that.
0: <laughs> right.
1: We, uh, we have a blast getting
0: to work with people like that. And uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So we're going to get into asking a lot of Facebook related questions uh, in just a second, but answer for me then the difference between generating a lead versus generating a client. Like how do you, you know what I mean? Draw the line there.
1: Yeah, so a lead is a name, an email address, a phone number, a physical address. It's an opportunity, right? It's not a guarantee. It's not a lock. It's just an opportunity that could or could not be shared with other people. All right. And the way that we really kind of differentiate ourselves is that we realize that it's so easy to pass the buck. I mean, we even did it for a long time. Like, well, I, I have a thousand percent success rate helping people generate leads. I've never failed, literally ever. But right. it's not how people say yes. GrantWise's stuff works. They say, if I got a check, Grant GrantWise's stuff works. Right. And when I realized that, I took accountability and responsibility for it and said, look, everybody's passing the buck and saying, well, I got you leads, but you didn't convert them. That's not my problem. Right. I said, no, that's my responsibility. Like, that's why you're coming to me is to get more mm-hmm. customers. And so when you look at a lead, you, you, you're you looking at opportunity. That's, that's, there's a chance that you're going to be able to grow your business. What I want is to know for a fact that you're going to grow your business because you listen to what I said, you implement what I said, and, and you got commission checks, you got money in the bank mm-hmm. because of what we were
0: able to come in and help you do within your business. Okay. Very cool. All right. So before we get into the Facebook questions for the listeners, give them a sense of your knowledge of Facebook Ads, because a, a fair number of my listeners probably haven't heard of you before you haven 't been on their radar, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's good to set that up first before we start like setting you up as the guy to answer all these questions so go ahead
1: yeah um you know i've been in the facebook space now for for real estate agents loan officers for uh, coming into six years we've been working on helping real estate agents understand how to implement Facebook advertising, so we do that through you know instructional videos a little deeper than that, we do it through helping uh, agents and loan officers understand what consumers really want. And then we help them understand how to like package that and deliver it to them. Mm -hmm. So a Facebook ad is, you know, some copies some Facebook copies, some images, maybe a video targeted at the right person, budgeted the right way. And that's traffic, right? When you send that traffic somewhere, you've got to send them to a place that's going to have something of value that they're going to want to exchange their information for. right? Right. So if I were to ask you, you know, hey, what is the number one thing that uh, people interested in purchasing a home want? What would you tell me? A good deal. <laughs> good deal, right? Maybe, maybe it's a good deal. Sure. That's one thing.
0: <laughs> a list of homes, uh, ease. I, wanna, I want the process yeah, yeah. to be easy. You, yeah.
1: you hit it right on the head. They want, they want homes. Yeah, that's, that's the desire. The whole process has been flipped on its head. See, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if my wife and I were talking and I said, hey, I think we should buy a home. I would have said, okay, I'll call the bank tomorrow and see if we can even afford one. Right. And then they're going to introduce me to a real estate agent because I have to have a realtor. And then they're going to go out and show me properties. And that's not the way that it is anymore. Mm -hmm. Today, if her and I have that same conversation, we are both going to pull our phones out and we're going to go to the internet and we're going to start looking at properties. Once I look at properties, I'm going to discover that I need a realtor to show me those properties. And once I get on the phone with the realtor, the agent is going to say, Are you pre qualified? Yes or no? I'm not showing you houses, they are. Right. And then they'll connect me to a loan officer. So the whole process has really kind of been transcended. Mm-hmm into this different way of accessing information. And this is something that companies like Zillow did masterfully. They just gave the prospect what they ultimately wanted, homes to view. And that's how they generate so many leads. So we kind of teach people how to become their own little Zillow in their markets, just using social media instead by providing prospects with lists of homes to view. Uh, That's one angle. That's one way to get people opting in left and right, name, email, email, Phone number, physical address, uh, all the information that people want from a lead generation standpoint. And yes, I mean there's there's really simple things that you should do within Facebook: uh, the way that you target, the way that you budget, the way that you write copy, the way that you use images. Those things are really important. But if you don't have the right offers, and you're not putting those people into the right system on the back end, none of that none of that work is really going to matter. So you know right. we. We've ran ads um, all over the world. I've, sold, I've helped sell houses in the States. I've helped sell houses in Canada and Mexico in Bali and Germany and London. I've helped sell a $25 million mansion in India. We've literally worked all over the world teaching people how to leverage Facebook to sell more property. And I've personally coached a little over 2,000 realtors here in the US. Uh, I've, I've trained over 60,000 people through free trainings. And I've consulted for over 400 different marketing agencies teaching them how to better serve their realtor partners. And I've had a blast working with loan officers as well to help them understand how they can use what it is that we're teaching to add value to their realtor partners in a, in in kind of a different way uh, to to grow their business as well.
0: Okay. Good stuff. Um, All right. So let's see, I'm thinking about the context of my audience, right? There's lots of different areas we could go to let me go here first. Uh, I mean, I could go the standard, you know, what do you see the big mistakes people make? Uh, You and I talked about that. I think the audience gets it right. Number one is like not having the right systems and set up in the backend, you know, to uh, handle the lead flow and automation. Let me, let me just deal with this question. Are Facebook leads still worth it, right? Because it's getting more expensive. Um, It's obviously very noisy in the feed. It's getting harder to succeed with Facebook ads. Would you agree or comment further on that?
1: I would agree that the process has evolved. I feel like it is. I feel like it's still very easy, but you got to think, man. I mean, we're still knocking doors every day, and it's 2019. Mm-hmm. We're still cold calling every day, and it's 2019. You got people still sending out junk mail, uh, and it's it's 2019. Like these are things that we've been doing for decades that are the old quote-unquote tried and true ways to grow a business. They're the the tried and true ways to make money. I don't know about growing a big business, but I digress. Mm -hmm. So what we've seen is there's absolutely been an evolution to Facebook marketing. Five years ago, you could put an ad out, generate a lead, and you were the only one doing it. So you didn't really have to do anything else. You could even suck at follow-up. You were still going to do really well because nobody else was doing it.
0: Right.
1: And what we've seen a huge key difference is now versus five years ago, is that if you are not leveraging retargeting, you know, it's kind of like when you go to Amazon to buy that golf club and you decide not to, what happens?
0: Yeah. It shows up, uh, yeah, wherever you go, then. It the
1: follows you all over the internet. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're not doing the exact same thing with your business, with your brand, if you're not building relationships and creating an experience for the person that's opted into your marketing campaigns, you're not going to get the results. So I agree that it's changed and it's harder for people to see results because they're just putting an ad out and generating leads. The people that are leveraging a couple of things, video super important and retargeting Mm -hmm. are experiencing the same levels of success that they have experienced for the last few years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I think that's the biggest key difference. I mean, if anybody's listening to this, you're like, well, my ads were working for a long time and then they stopped working. You just, you're missing a piece. Yeah. Facebook lead generation is a third of the equation. It's not the big, it's not the whole thing. And so, you know, looking at things from a different lens, you've got to build a relationship with prospects. That's why we generate leads in the first place. People don't want to talk to you so much, right? Even if I get a, I was just talking to somebody today, like even if somebody opts in with a fake name and a fake text message uh, or a fake, uh, fake phone number, whatever, Facebook, though, though you got the wrong information, Facebook still has the right information. So when I start retargeting those people, they're going to see my ads, whether or not they answer my phone call, Mm. right? So when they go right back to social media and they start now seeing my face everywhere, the impression counts are going to increase, the frequencies are going to increase, the relationship, however long it takes people to build one uh, will begin to happen. And there's a lot of psychological reasons that the video aspects of things work so well Right. But the short of it is that we've been programmed since we were little kids to celebritize what we see behind a TV screen. And our TV screen today is no longer the box that sits in the living room. It's the hand, It's the three-by-four-inch device that we won't take out of our hands. Our right. networks are no longer ABC and CBS. They're Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I think that's the biggest key missing element to uh, having a successful campaign. So if somebody's saying that it's just not working or it's harder... It, there's there's an extra step that that a lot of people are missing today that that make them feel like uh you know things are harder or that it's not working.
0: Um, yeah. What I still see is people still just not putting in the right amount of uh, thoughtfulness to to running the Facebook ad. Right. I, there's still a good amount of people that are just trying to throw stuff up and think that you know it's pull a lever people, and get it
1: people people like that. And I always tell people like, look, the person that works with everyone works with no one. Like if you don't know who your customer is you will not succeed at the marketing game because the, it, the marketing is messaging and every aspect of creating a message is knowing who your prospect is and how you're going to communicate with them in a way that's going to get them to want to take action. Now, as an aside, there's a great book called Breakthrough Advertising written by Eugene Schwartz. It's like an eight or $900 book on advertising. If you can afford it and get it, read it, I promise you it'll be worth its weight in gold. Here's what I took out of that book and have applied to real estate is that there are 3 basic levels of awareness that Uh, prospective homeowners and sellers go through whenever they're considering making these types of decisions. The first is unaware. It sounds so childish in kindergarten, but if I'm not aware of my desire or a life event hasn't happened where I have a need for real estate, Mm -hmm. it's the most uninteresting thing that you could talk to me about. (laughs) Right. Right. It doesn't matter how good you are, how knowledgeable you are, how passionate you are. If I have no desire, no need, I don't care. Right. Right. And so what we're seeing happen is that a lot, a lot of people are throwing stuff out there to people that don't care because they don't have that desire nor need. Mm-hmm. And like, um, Eugene explains in the book, you could spend millions and millions and millions of dollars trying to market to those people. And the only thing that you will go is broke. So what, what do we do instead? Grant is the question, right? Okay. What's, what's next then? Well, the power of Facebook is not in its two billion plus daily users. The power of Facebook is that it you can directly target a message to people you know are interested in what it is that you have to offer. Mm-hmm. The second phase of awareness is what we call home aware. It's where people are aware of their desire or need for the real estate process, might not be aware of who could help them or how to get started. So you see, if I'm home aware, if i'm if I now know that I want to buy a home, Your brand, and this is a mistake that we see people make, is still irrelevant to me. I don't care that you're a real estate agent because I don't really know that I need one. Mm -hmm. I don't care that you're a loan officer because I'm not interested in getting a loan. I'm interested in getting a house. However much sense that doesn't make, right? I want to look at homes. I don't care about anything else. Mm -hmm. So why not give people what they want, Mm -hmm. right? In order to hook, like that's your hook, in order to people hooked into who you are and what you do. And when you do that, you make this introduction. See, when Zillow generates a lead, they then sell four or five agents the lead, right? What they're doing is they've now solved the problem that the consumer had, which is, I want to look at homes. Now I have a platform to do that. The next problem you're going to have is that you need somebody to help you go buy this home, right? right? So they're going to take them to into what we call our our third phase of awareness, which is home plus you aware. I'm aware that I have a problem. Mm -hmm. Now I'm aware that you can help me solve it. That's when the relationship process begins. So you're seeing a gigantic wave of people that are trying to catch people right before they make a decision, meaning Mm. ready to buy a home right now. When the reality of the situation is today, leads are being generated far earlier in the decision-making process. Three, six, nine, twelve 12 months, but people are so right here, right now. They think, well, it just doesn't work. I've got to go. I, it doesn't work because it's not feeding me this moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there, man. A lot of good stuff. I'm okay. trying to think where do I enter? Um, what, what comes to mind immediately for me is, uh, a couple of different things. So, if, so if we know the bulk of people are trying to generate a lead when somebody's in the moment, right? They've they've already been on their journey of looking at homes and all that kind of stuff. And the ads agents, let's say, are trying to run, are trying to like get that person who's ready now. Are they getting clear on any of the criteria or are the behavioral identifiers and things like that? On Facebook, or are they are they trying to just run a big splash ad where it's just like you know shouting, "Hey, I'm the greatest agent," you know that kind of jazz? Is that the mistake I think, you're
1: make? I think there's a, there's a healthy mixture. Like a lot of people put out, like, "Hey, I'm I'm a real estate agent. I'd love to help you. I treat my yeah. clients with, with class A service. I'm really compassionate. I'm super knowledgeable." And I think those are gigantic mistakes because that's what people expect. Like, I don't know why you would say it. Like, that's what people expect of you. Yeah, if yeah. business with you. The real estate industry for years has gone through this identity crisis because 5, 10, 15 years ago, it was a very perceptive industry. If you didn't drive a Benz or a Beamer, if you didn't dress the right way, if you didn't do all those things, you weren't thought to be that successful. Today, we live in an era where everybody knows that everybody's not perfect. And so it's actually almost like a distance to anything to Mm -hmm. do with you. And so you see that flips, what it tells us is that we have the freedom to be ourselves and to build a relationship with people that we want to build a relationship with. Mm. So why not create your own market? This is one of the greatest ways you can increase your conversion in advertising is by creating your own market. See, everybody's out there trying to grab a portion of a big, giant market, right? I want to be a part of this. I'm going to go try to get you know, this much out of the, the... There's 100% of a market, I'm trying to get 1% of it, Right when what you really should be doing is creating your own market and owning 80 to 100% of that. Well, how do I do that? Well, you do that by creating a niche. You, You do that by creating a target audience, a target group of people that you serve that are dynamic to you. And then you go own that space. For example... Um, I see y'all, your, your, your disc collection there shined up in the background, right? You probably like doing business with people that have similar taste. Could I, is that maybe true a
0: little bit? Sure, who doesn't? Yeah, if you can appreciate some of these artists, you're cool. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. When we sit down and work with realtors and loan officers and investors and everybody and really work to get them to create a profile of somebody that they actually want to do business with, it's the stuff that's hanging on the back of your wall that really matters. Like, well, who is my client? What do they like? Where do they like to hang out? Where do they go shopping? Where do they do all these things? Who do they do business with? What are they listening to? Where do they get their news? Understanding who your client is, your, your ideal prospect at that level, makes it so easy to go out and talk to that group of people. Because if I know, for example, in my market, there's Pinnacle, and then there's Downtown Rogers, DTR. I know that if, if you're in Downtown Rogers, you're either very independent, politically, or liberal you really love dogs. You are super into farmers markets. You love eating, drinking local. You like craft beer. You're Mm -hmm. the middle to lower class income earner. Mm -hmm. I know that if you are over in Pinnacle, you're a huge fan of Donald Trump. You love eating uh, really nice meals. You're upper to uh, middle to upper class. You like golf. You like Fox News, so on and so forth. Like you get my point. You see the distinction in the marketplace yeah. there. Just in those, these, these places are 10 miles from each other. They're not very far.
0: Right.
1: But if I knew that I wanted to work in Pinnacle instead of downtown Rogers, I know where to go. I know where to shop. I know which business owners to interview on my show or my podcast. I know which businesses to advertise in everything becomes so much clearer. And this is what's the really cool part. It's kind of coming back to my point is you can take that exact same profile of people that you love to do business with and you can put that right into Facebook and you can just target really direct strategic advertisements at those people when you know what they want, list of homes. Um, so hopefully I got around to answering your question. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of people are just throwing stuff out there because they don't know who they're talking to and right. they don't
0: know what they want. They're trying to talk to everybody. And that's the first mistake. I'm going to come back to uh, identifying those people in pinnacle. Just made a note here for a second. Well, let me get through it right now. So, so then let's just say you've identified, you want to work the pinnacle market, right? And you mentioned things like doing videos in your local community and doing a podcast, but let's bring it back just to Facebook. How would you what what criteria can we utilize to target those people? Obviously there's the kind of the radius, right, of a zip code and take the radius, but what other, other like behavioral things would you start to and I guess that your answer depends the lifestyle right attributes within Facebook. Your answer to that depends perhaps on which type of ad you're running, if you're wanting awareness or consideration or conversion. Is that is that true or
1: it absolutely can yeah well so what we do we do things in levels we have level one level two level three level one is cold lead generation right so we're running lead form ads or conversion ads okay and here's just a pro tip so you're you're saying how do I go out and identify what my market wants so we know that they want homes well okay. what value home right so what I'll do is I'll we'll we'll advise our clients go look at the MLS
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is the median price of homes sold in the last ninety days. Right. Say in that in the Pinnacle area, it's like 599 It's a higher end market. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that if I put out an ad that says, Hey, attention, Pinnacle,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: Pinnacle Rogers residence or Pinnacle area residence uh, or Pinnacle, just Pinnacle, whatever, I've created a free report of homes priced under $599,000. Some of these homes even qualify for special financing options. Mm-hmm. Uh, click here to get the free list downloaded instantly, right? Mm-hmm. That advertisement is. 1,000%, two things. One, what the prospect wants. Two, in the price point that you know everybody in that market's doing business in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So you can leverage some of those data points to really zero in and pinpoint exactly what it is that that prospect is going to want.
0: Now, on that note, so specific to that, you said in that price point, and you, you chose median price point because that's where a lot of the activity and turnover is, right? Yeah. Yes. Now, on the flip side of that, if conversely, perhaps if you wanted to work upper market in Pinnacle... Um, then that that headline would say something different, right? That wouldn't have that price, it'd have a different price point, perhaps.
1: The only thing mm-hmm. that would be different would be the price point. Right. So if you're wanting to work luxury market, you're wanting to to raise your your price point. Know a couple of things: that a, you just change the number and mm-hmm. you're good. But b, you're going to get less leads because you're you're dealing with a smaller audience size. Sure. You're dealing with a higher transaction volume, which means your cost per lead is going to increase. Yep. Uh, those are just simple things to look out for. But yes, theoretically, there's just a couple pieces of information. And you could go the exact opposite. If I only want to work with people in a $200,000 range, you just lower that price point.
0: All right. Um, I'm being cognizant of our time because any Facebook conversation can go for a long time. So where, where should people... Let's say I haven't run a, a ads on Facebook before, whether I'm a realtor or a loan officer. Like you said, people want the house. Real quick. So, so then what you're saying about that is... I, you know, I hear all the stories about how they're seeing consumer data, how people, consumers are going to get pre-qualified before they shop for a home. I don't know that I believe that. I haven't seen it. What, what do you say to that real quick?
1: 37% of homes sold in 2018 were sold to millennials. 99% of those home searches originated online. It's too easy for me, if I have this desire to go look at a home, to pull it up on my phone and start shopping. I understand that I might need a mortgage. Right. You've got these companies that are doing great jobs at generating massive amounts of mortgage leads through you know Rocket Mortgage and all these different companies. Their conversion on those leads sucks. Mm -hmm. But they are generating those types of leads. Doesn't mean they're getting a lot of business, but they are generating a massive amount of attention. 37% of a market is starting their search online. Mm -hmm. Right? That's huge, huge. So I don't I don't really believe that. A, a big portion of people are are starting at the prequalification phase because it 's not the natural buying order right now it 's not the natural uh, order of buying even if you look at a company like Zillow, why would Zillow start a, a mortgage company if <laughs> if uh you know that were the case right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They know that they now have millions of leads that yep. they can sell a mortgage to
0: right, sure. right. right now, exactly so. right. all right that's a good good question there all right so the next question is. Um, I haven't run ads on Facebook before. Let's just say I'm going to run a house ad, right? Or I want to build my brand as a real estate professional. Should everybody start with the normal phase of like awareness, branding, things like that, content? No. How should people start?
1: Absolutely not. You know, a lot of people come to us talking about how I want to build a brand. And it's like, okay, what is a brand to you? Well, I have no idea. Okay. How much money do you have in your brand bank account? Well, none. Okay. So (laughs) look, building a brand takes time. And yeah. it's an investment in relationships and stories and, and people and platforms. It's not something that happens overnight. I don't understand why anybody would want to go out there and build a brand first. I understand it's important, but you know, and I know both, that everybody coming into the real estate profession, I, mean, I would say 95% of them need money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? They don't need a brand. They need money. Like, right. I, want, I want to build a brand, but I need money. Yeah. <laughs> I want to build a brand, but I've got to feed my kids this month. I want to build a brand, but right. There's, there's so many different things that, that could go into that conversation. That could be a whole podcast on its own. Right. So I think that direct marketing is the number one thing that you should do, which mm-hmm. means I'm going to put out money into Facebook and Facebook's going to give me back money in the form of leads. Right. Right what we have grown to understand that is a lot of our clients are getting an 800% plus ROI from Facebook ads. That means every dollar they put in the machine, they're getting eight back. That's powerful stuff. So the first thing that we're going to do Mm. is we're going to go generate leads right? Now we have opportunities. What do they tell you in real estate? The, first, the moment you get licensed, great. Pull out your phone and call every single person in that phone and tell them that you're now a licensed real estate professional. Okay. Why would you contradict yourself and say, also go build a brand to a bunch of people that have no freaking clue who you are uh, and tell them that you sell real estate. Like they're going to give a crap. Like that's just, it's, it's such conflict, conflicting advice. How about you grow your sphere of influence through lead
0: generation? That's a powerful thought. All right. So give us some specifics. How, how would you do that?
1: Simply and, through and, lead generation.
0: And knowing that if you're talking about running an ad on Facebook, right, um, is that the timeline for somebody on Facebook, they're, it's not uh, an intent-based platform. And so the timeline could be six, nine months or whatever. So how am I getting that money? Right, it could be six I'm,
1: days. That's yeah. the, that's, there's, 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 there's two clients that you're going to get from Facebook or two prospects you're going to get from Facebook. You're going to get people that are ready to go right now. That'll make up anywhere from one to 5% of the total number of leads you generate okay. small portion. The bulk of those people will not be ready for three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, right? Mm-hmm. The beautiful thing about Facebook advertising, it is unbelievably underpriced,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is how my customer or my students can spend $72 in Facebook ads and bring in a $6,000 commission right? That's massive numbers. Mm -hmm. So you should understand that you're playing the right now game, right? But you're also playing the tomorrow game. And this is what we call a pipeline. Mm -hmm. If I was in real estate and I'm not, I'm in marketing and and sales and business and those types of things. um, If I was in real estate, I wouldn't even look at close commissions. I would look at my pipeline and I would say, okay, I just finished 2019. My pipeline was $121 million in potential business. And what I would look at is how much of that business did I close? Well, I converted 10% of my pipeline. I did about $12 million in business. Great. What I know for 2020 is that if I want to do more business, I just need a bigger pipeline. I would try to look at the long game. Understanding that the short-term money, the short-term gains that everybody's after are going to come. They're a byproduct of the long-term work that you do. Um, so I wouldn't be so narrow focused on my next meal, my next commission check. I would look at what my pipeline was and I would build out reports and I know I'm getting into the weeds here.
0: So I'm no, sorry. no, no. It's good. I was, I wanted to ask you actually, okay, so I'm a realtor. I'm hungry. I need to make money in the next 90 days. I need a listing in 90 days. What type of ad am I going to run? The free list of homes thing? No, this is okay. one
1: of my favorite ads. You're going to run what we call the fish in a barrel campaign. <laughs> it's
0: like shooting fish in a barrel. All right. Um,
1: so what we do is we teach real estate agents to, to get a buyer's story. Like, you know, uh, meet Susan. She is 32-year-old single mother and she's a school teacher. She needs to be in this location. Go out and tell that story on social media. If you know, especially geographically where Susan wants to move, go drive into a neighborhood, get out of your car, show pictures of, of the, the neighborhood that Susan wants to live in.
0: Mm-hmm
1: tell her story in a three to five minute video or better yet, get her to tell it mm-hmm. and then take that advertisement and promote it to that subdivision that, you know, she wants to live in. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is everybody in that subdivision is now going to know that Susan, this person that they're falling in love with their story needs to relocate to this area. Oh, and I can get top dollar and she's ready to buy it right now. We could sell it this week. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. What happens always is that people will start getting private messages from people that are ready to sell or at least see what the process would look like. And people start tagging people left and right. Well, if Susan doesn't have a property, I do. Or if Susan doesn't have, or if this person doesn't have a property, I know these people that, that they want to sell their house. And so it creates this listing frenzy. This is one of our secret weapons. When it comes to generating motivated sellers and little to no inventory markets, if I wanted a listing in 90 days, that's exactly how I'd go get it. I would just use my buyer's story. I would market an ad right to the subdivision I know that we wanted to move and I'd go drum up a bunch of listings.
0: Mm. All right. So to to play whatever the flip side of that, obviously you need a motivated buyer. If you're going to have that buyer in video, right? Somebody who's willing to do that. But if not, what you said is you tell that buyer story yourself as a real estate agent.
1: Absolutely. And if you don't have a buyer story, go into your brokerage's office, knock on somebody's door, say, hey, do you have a buyer that's looking to relocate right now? If the answer is no, go to the next office. Hey, do you have a buyer looking to relocate right now? If the answer is no, keep going until you find one. Because I promise if you work in a brokerage that has at least five people, somebody has a buyer that's looking for a property. The only thing you need is a story.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to a couple of rapid fire questions that are coming at me. Um, is there a minimum uh, ad budget that you think people need to invest at a certain level, to, to you know, really get any meaningful results from Facebook?
1: I think that my best advice for this is always to start where you are. You know, If you got a hundred bucks, start with a hundred bucks. Spend two, three, $4 a day and just work the opportunity like your life depends on it. And I'm a huge proponent of reinvesting 20% of your revenue back into marketing. So your budget really begins to grow very fast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think most of our most successful students still only spend three to $600 a month. I wish they spent more. Um, but a lot of success happens at 10 to 15 to $20 a day. Well, um, which is nothing like it's
0: peanuts. What, what goes into a good ad? What are the, what is the DNA of a good Facebook ad?
1: You, you got to know your consumer. You got to know what they want. If you know those two things, you, you can fail at Facebook ads and you're going to, you're going to win really big, uh, have the right targeting budget, the right way, optimize to Facebook's auction algorithm. If you don't budget the right way, your ad will either not get, they won't spend any money at all, or you'll get a ton of leads and your ad will wear out really fast. So budgeting the right way is really important, but good copy, giving the right person what they want. like It's that simple. You could fail at this. You could be the worst in the world, but if you get, if you know who your customer is and you know what they want, which is homes, you're going to win. You're going to succeed. I guarantee
0: it. What's your experience with um, placements? letting the algorithm kind of do its work or are, are we running Instagram as well? Are we putting in the, you know, right. the, yeah. that's, the, that's,
1: a, that's a great question. So what we've noticed actually is that for a long time, it was a no, no, like don't run ads on multiple placements, run feeds only. And a lot of people, we still tell to do that, but we have started noticing in certain situations that if we let play, Facebook place where they want, uh, we're noticing a lower cost per result. That's only been in certain cases. So our rule of thumb is always, you know, go to default feeds only. Don't run ads on Facebook and Instagram at the same time. Like only go with one uh, one placement. You'll get the best results. But lately, we have noticed there have been an increase or a decrease in uh, the cost per result if we're letting Facebook place some things where they want. Sometimes Facebook stuff takes a minute to figure out. I think that's what people. Really have to understand. Uh, I, I kind of get a laugh when marketers come out for real estate agents, loan officers, like, "Oh, Facebook just announced this brand new thing. It's it's revolutionary. It's going to change your entire business." And the truth is, it's probably going to suck for like a year or two. Like when lead forms came out, yeah, uh, they sucked. Like they didn't work very well at all. The cost per lead was four or five times. The reason is that Facebook's audience hadn't yet been trained on how to buy or opt in or take certain actions through lead forms. It took a minute for Facebook's own audience to catch up to those things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really, really important for real estate agents to understand like, what's tried and true and do that. Don't jump to shiny objects because still got, it needs time to mature. And yes, there will be people that will flock first, and and that might win, or they might get their freaking knees bruised up for a little while until they figure it out. When figuring it out is really just waiting until Facebook's audience has been retrained to take certain actions. Um, hey, same thing with bots and those types of things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> whole other conversation there. Any quick tips or you know lead ad versus landing page? When to use? When not to use? Lead ad right now first
1: don't go to a landing page, go to a lead form, go through a lead form first, retarget the lead form that uh, all engagement from the lead form with video content to build your brand. Mm-hmm. And, and then based on how long people watch those videos, 25, 50%, run a call to action campaign, like send me a message to get the process started or book an appointment with me, something like that. That would be my exact form. That is our exact formula.
0: And you're, you're using retargeting on most of the ads you're running.
1: Every single one. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to get attention, right? You don't want to lose it after you get it. So, whatever you can do to trap people's attention, keep it. Thousand percent.
0: Then it sounds like building out a a a really successful uh, Facebook lead ad funnel, if I can use that terminology. I mean, if I was to visualize, kind of like you know that that little sketch that people use the wireframe and all that, right? We're looking at multiple steps in the process. Mm -hmm.
1: There are. I mean, there are. You should be running probably four to six ads. Uh, in total, one cold lead generation campaign, two or three brand building campaigns, and then one or two call to action campaigns. Um that's that's a marketing like campaign. Like that's a system. That's a few ads that are all working together to help bring you a customer, not just generate leads. Um, you once you generate a lead, you need to warm them up. And then once they're hot, they need an opportunity to do business with you now. Um, so when we look at building out marketing campaigns, we're not just looking at launching one ad and you know calling it a success. There are four or five ads that go into every campaign.
0: How long should somebody let a lead? I'm sorry, an ad run before they make a determination on it?
1: Uh, you know, that's a great question. The, the number that we're all after is not cost per lead. It's not click-through rate. It's not CPM. It's none of those numbers. Those are, serial, those are merely guides. The number that you are trying to find is your COA, your cost of acquisition, your cost to acquire a customer. Okay? That's the number that you must find. When you find that number, for 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 Lindsay Porter in Indianapolis, every seventy-two dollar she spends, she makes six grand. For Matt McCutcheon in Georgia, every one hundred and eighty-seven dollar he spends, he makes three grand. Like when they figured out what their cost to a car customer was, and then they very simply asked themselves one question. How many customers do I want a month? That became their new marketing budget. Right. So lead lead ads should perform 24 48 hours like you shouldn't you shouldn't spend more than five to ten to fifteen dollars without getting a lead if you have something's broken something's not right but don't let the cost per lead be your deciding factor you guys need to be looking at cost for a customer and that applies to everything like if I was with Zillow and I knew that my cost per lead was like 50 bucks or whatever it is right now but my cost to acquire a customer was 600 and I was getting five six customers a month like I'm just gonna ramp my spend up as high as I possibly can until I'm capped because I know what my cost to a car customer is and it's and it's ROI positive. So mm. uh, we got to make sure that we're looking at the right numbers, but you know, 24, okay. 48 hours, you should be getting results.
0: All right, cool. That's good stuff, man. Let's transition real real quickly just for the sake of time, what we've got left here. Um, I know you work with LOs as well in terms of helping them with their Facebook ads and teaming up with agents. Um, so I'm going to have like a two part question is um, what do you think LOs or what are you seeing? How are LOs succeeding with Facebook ads right now? Is it, Are do you see anybody running ads alone or is it you're seeing mostly people are teaming up with agents to succeed?
1: You know, we see a lot of it going both ways. Um, I think some of our, it, it really depends. Like, you know, we, we work with a lot of uh, purchase heavy or purchase centric uh, LOs that, you know, they really thrive on some of those relationships. I mean, if you have a great relationship with a, loan, a, a real estate agent, it can be worth three to five deals a month. Yeah. Uh, if you have four or five of those relationships, you are, you're a multi-million dollar producer, right? So what could you do to add value to the real estate agent? And we always really try to educate and instruct home officers to understand who their realtor is. And that's the same rule for a realtor, right? Understand who your homeowner is your home, home seller, uh, home buyer is. Uh, real estate agents, everybody thinks that they want money and that's really not the truth. And that's what I learned traveling the country, recruiting real estate agents is that I could sit down with a, a real estate agent and on paper, show them how they could not increase their workload, whatever, and then make over $60,000 more money. And I get told no, every single day. No, don't want to move. Don't don't want to move. No, 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 no. And, and what I learned is that real estate agents actually don't want to make more money. They, want,
0: want?
1: they want to learn how to make more money, which is a distinction. They want to learn how to build better systems. They want to learn how to close more deals. They want to learn these things. And what I also learned is they don't pay for it. They don't really appreciate it. They don't, they're going to invest in it. You see all these companies like EXP and Keller Williams, they're providing these great technologies for their, their real estate agents, none of them use them. Their adoption rate to those platforms is zilch because the agent themselves has no money in the game, no skin in the game. They're not invested. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're afraid that if they do use those platforms, that the brokerage is just going to keep the information if they ever try to leave. Right. Right? So it sounds like a, a losing strategy. But anyway, if you're a loan officer, understand the problem that your real estate agent is actually facing. Um, we have what we call our pyramid of problems for real estate agents. Their first problem that they feel like they have is leads. They, don't, they need more leads to grow their business. Whether or not that's the, actually their issue is up for debate, right? But they feel like I need leads to grow my business. Second problem that they feel like they have is now I have leads. I need to know how to convert these leads into commission checks. Like I'm, not, I'm struggling with sales. Right. Third problem they have, I'm generating leads. I'm closing deals, but now I'm working 80 to 100 hours a week. I never see my family. blah 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 blah. They're struggling with systems and processes. Mm-hmm. Fourth problem, I'm generating leads, I'm closing deals. I've got systems dialed. Now I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to be a single agent or if I want to bring on an assistant or if I want to build a team or if I want to grow a brokerage. Fifth problem, I don't know how to scale any of this stuff. Right? So mm-hmm. Categorically, if you understand who the agent is and you understand what problems that they're experiencing, it makes it really easy to have a conversation with them. It makes it really easy from a loan offer standpoint to add value to that relationship. You know that if they're struggling with leads, help them generate leads. Mm -hmm. If If you know that they're struggling to convert help them gain access to information, tools, technology that will help them convert more leads. Understand what problem they're facing and then help them solve it. It's how you create one of the most invaluable relationships in real estate between a loan officer and a realtor partner is that you see where they are, help them solve the problem and move on to the next step. And you don't have to do it bashing somebody else, just help people.
0: Right, right. Uh, no, I agree 100%. And I would definitely encourage people to always have that kind of consultation, needs analysis meeting uh, with real estate agents. Let's address the, the, the listeners right now who um, would like to entertain the possibility of partnering with real estate agents to generate leads together on Facebook. Um, what have you, how does that work successfully in the real world?
1: I've seen it work a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you always, always follow your recipe guidelines, uh, for what you can and can't do and what you can and can't invest in. But we've seen a lot of really successful relationships created where the agent and the loan officer partner kind of hand in hand on a lead generation campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, LOs that are driving that conversation, you know, really do well. We've seen a, a big success rate where loan officers generate leads for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they pass those out to their, their realtor partners. Cause once oh, they you- get them pre-qualified, pre-approved, they, they pass those those uh, those leads on to the people that they do business with.
0: And these are leads, just to clarify though, that these are leads for their, their advertising homes, not pre-qualifying, right? Not down payment assistance per se?
1: Right. Um, mm-hmm. That's why partnership campaigns do so well because in order to show a prospect List of homes you need to be kind of partnered up with a real estate agent. Yeah, um, but you know it's a great segue. We see people that, that that get two to three, four of those types of relationships where they know what type of lead is coming in. They'll generate the leads and then they'll pass them over to the realtor, their preferred realtor partner uh, at whatever time frame, and um, um, the, the the realtor and the loan officer both then work to help convert uh, that that one single prospect. That's one of the best ways that I'm seeing it. Uh, right now, single property websites, helping people advertise their single, the single property campaigns. We call that the social listing method, uh, the open door campaigns, helping people market open houses. It's really just all about, again, identifying where the agent is and what it is that they're wanting. And when you understand that having a campaign that matches the, the, the campaign solution that matches the problem they're having, and then helping them generate leads for that thing. If somebody comes to me and they says, man, I'm really struggling to generate sellers. Great! I'm going to use the Suspicion a barrel" campaign, and I'm going to go generate you some seller leads. Uh, let's do it. Here's how it's going to work. Um, so, just really equipping yourself with the knowledge and understanding of what types of leads that you can generate, and when an agent comes to you with that specific problem, or you're courting somebody in a relationship, uh, you know, help help them solve it through through leads. That's the problem that they feel like they have, whether or not that's actually the issue.
0: Yeah. that's
1: the problem that they feel like they have.
0: How do you usually uh, see successfully sp- uh, splitting um, ad spend and stuff? Is that typically just
1: 50-50? You've got to consult your compliance department with with uh, with a, whatever loan shop you work That's with. I'm going to give nice. you the rest of the answer. There you
0: go. That's a nice answer there, man. <laughs> PC. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. All right. All right. Very cool. All right. So we are at the top of our hour here, but I wanted to... Because <clears throat> I've been looking at this for quite a while. Let me set this up briefly and then we'll kind of close out. But I've you know had other Facebook people on the podcast, but I've been watching what other you know used the term earlier gurus are doing um, for face people trying to sell a lot of different stuff to loan officers. I've you know got access to some of these courses that are out there, and I've looked at the back end. Uh, and man, uh, I haven't seen a lot that's good to be totally honest with you. And I've seen loan officers just not use it, and so that's not necessarily a fault of the course, but the lo. But I mean, let's just face it. It's a big bear, right? To be able to take this on as well and become a Facebook expert at the same time, I'm like a uh, mortgage loan originator, you know, that's for some people that that's asking a lot, but I do believe in, I always put, try trying to put myself in the shoes of if I was an L.O. today, originating in the streets, um, would I be investigating? How do I successfully help realtors run Facebook ads to generate leads for us both? Yeah. A hundred percent, man. You know, I mean, how do I beat Zillow at its own game? I want to get to the customer first. Um, so you've got some ways to help out loan officers do that, don't you? We do. Absolutely, we do. <laughs> we do. Next question. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, put it this way. I think, let's just be totally transparent. You you, you and I talked the other day and you were kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, not saying this correctly, rolling something out in, in maybe a, a beta version or just looking for like a founders group or something. And you and I talked about like, you know, I've got an audience, a pretty decent sized audience of loan officers. Um, we talked about possibly looking for a handful of people, maybe 10 LOs that might be interested in learning how to do that, right?
1: Yes. So, you know, I'm a, I've, I've been a massive fan of lead generation for a long time. Uh, and we've, like I said, redefined who we are. We've gotten out of the lead generation business. and we moved into the appointment generation business. and Then we moved into the client generation business. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I've, I've really successfully done over the last several years is I've built my business by appointment only. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning we put out Facebook ads, we put out videos, we built a brand, we created relationships, and we provided people an opportunity to book appointments with us to learn about our company. We've generated over 16,000 appointments in five years to grow our business. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, you know what? The greatest way for loan officers to build their business is through relationships with realtor partners. Good, good relationships. Yeah. Because it's the difference between having uh, an acquisition based business and a recurring revenue based business. And what I mean by that is if you just want to go out there and generate leads and generate, um, you know, originate loans direct to consumer, you have an acquisition based business. You have to buy your customers every single month. Mm -hmm. Um, On the other side of that, if you want to build a recurring revenue-based business, you simply have to create relationships with realtor partners. And now you've got recurring revenue. You don't have to go buy customers all the time because your realtor partners are sending you all the the customers. It's kind of like having a subscription-based business. Just kind of pulling that into some internet marketer jargon. (laughs) But what I realized is like how realtors are the most advertised to, marketed to, sold to group of people on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. because they are the best buyers on planet earth, right? And they they <laughs> Unfortunately, like they, that's that's what happened. That's why it, they're so marketed to you. Everybody always says, if you want to make money in real estate, don't sell real estate, just sell something to the real estate. <laughs> True. Um, so I was looking at that. I was like, how can we create a less salesy, less, uh, hey, send me your loan type approach mm-hmm. to creating relationships with loan officers and realtors? And I said, you know what? Why not just teach... Loan officers, how to generate appointments the same way I've generated appointments. And so, yeah, I mean, we do, uh, we've been testing it for a long time in, in our own business, and, and, and it works in realtors' businesses, it works in all types of industries. Um, but what we're wanting to do is teach the loan officer how to build their business by appointment only, basically, how to put out advertisements for themselves that uh, m- kind of market their unique value proposition, i.e., I'm going to help you generate leads, or I have a ton of leads that I need help working, whatever. And get realtor partners just booking time on their calendar to meet, whether in a 15-minute call, 30-minute discovery call, hour-long coffee session, whatever that looks like. But appointment generation is something that loan officers can do in their business every single day. Mm-hmm. We're getting appointments anywhere from $50 an appointment to $150 an appointment. And so if you're a loan officer listening to this, like, well, that sounds pretty cool. If you were to spend $500 or so dollars a month, you're looking at generating anywhere from... from six to 10 appointments to meet with loan officers. And what I've just discovered is that like, when I focus my time on building relationships and just building relationships, I don't have bad customers. Mm -hmm. But when I spend my time on finding customers, I lose all of my great relationships, if that that kind of makes any sense. So if I could put a system in place that was bringing me new customers While I was focused on nurturing the relationships with the ones that I have,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I would probably build a much greater company. I'd have a much better reputation and have much greater um, uh, relationships on and so forth. Because by by definition, what you said a second ago, you are a mortgage originator, right? You got to go out and originate loans. It's how you get paid. If you're doing office work, if you're doing loan processing, if you're doing any of that back-end stuff, you're not actually doing your job. You should go get a job in loan processing or whatever that looks like. Stop handling your transactions. Mm -hmm. That's, That's one of the biggest things that you could do. Uh, focus on originating loans. And if you have five to 10 realtor partners that you work with every month, your job is just simply nurturing relationships. It's not much more complicated than that. But I'm sure if you're listening to this, you would agree. You've noticed times when you tried to focus on getting other relationships that the ones you had with your realtor partner suffered. So this is just an attempt at seeing a problem and trying to create a solution where we could get... Uh, uh loan officers could get realtor partners booking appointments on their calendar every single month to meet them about, you know, kind of partnering up and growing mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a unique way.
0: Obvious question. How do you qualify or vet agents so you don't get busy, you know, with bottom feeders?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So we actually, um, we get people to fill out a 24-question kind of lead form. They have to answer 24 questions about their business, about their production, about their goals, their pain points, what types of marketing they do, where their struggles are. Um, So the appointments that we're generating are 24-question long-form leads that are coming in about the realtor partner. then we get to make a distinction. I love
0: that. The long-form agent leads is we're turning the tables. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Okay, so there's a lot of qualifying that goes on. So you can kind of weed those out. And then um, they, uh, I suppose there's like a calendar integration, uh, where they're going to like book an appointment on your calendar?
1: Yeah, they would need a couple of things. They would need a landing page, they would need a calendar integration, and they would need a software that would send out automated emails and follow ups and stuff like that. So uh, there's a couple of things that the loan officer would need um, to, to really make that work successfully.
0: Okay. And so back to like why we brought this whole thing up is if if my audience knows me by now, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have any outside third party sponsors for this podcast. It's just me. I'm very selective about like, if I do bring on guests, right? Like you, um, you know, I'm trying to bring the best I can of high quality integrity. That's the really key there. Um, and so that's why I wanted to bring you on and talk about that a little bit briefly. And what we've agreed to do, if I'm correct, is while it's not available right now, it's for those that are listening and are interested in learning more about that, about Grant's program for, I'll summarize this, running Facebook ads to target the right realtors to vet them and get them to book appointments with you to learn more about helping them partner up and perhaps run Facebook ads. That's what essentially we're proposing, right? Yep.
1: Appointment generation for loan officers.
0: Okay. So right now, again, it's, it's not available because grants still, you know, got an, another kind of situation going on where we, we didn't want to make, what we wanted to do is this, is for, if you're listening and you're interested in that, I put up a, a reservation page, right? Which is, I'll put the links in the show notes, but it's, here's the page. It's called getfacebookleads.me. So get getfacebookleads.me. That's where you can just go, right? Short little form on there. Who are you? A little bit, of, a couple of questions there. And then once this thing is ready to perhaps um, be reopened, if you will, um, we'll obviously be in touch with you. And then we'll probably host like a discovery webinar and all that kind of jazz to answer your questions and give you guys all the details. Is that a fair assessment, Grant? Absolutely. It sounds awesome. Okay, cool. So uh, once again, the link will be in the show notes, Get Me, And uh, it sounds really interesting. And like I said, I mean, if, if I didn't really believe that of all the people I've looked at for Facebook quote gurus, I hate to use that word, but you know what I mean, right? People are trying to schlock and sell stuff. Grant's not trying to do that at all. Plus, I mean, the people you've worked with and the depth and breadth of your knowledge and the fact that you've already worked with LOs doing this with real estate agents right now. That's why I wanted to you know, make that available for uh, our listeners. So appreciate that. Awesome, man. I appreciate yeah. you. Same here, bro. So listen, I know we got to go. It is a little bit late past the hour, So, uh, but you know, we get we got along with Facebook anytime. Wonderful content, awesome insights. If anybody wants to reach out to you directly, how would they contact you? Best way
1: to do that right now is just go to my website, likegrantwise.com, L-I-K-E, grantwise.com. From there, you can see what I'm up to and you can connect with me on any social platform
0: awesome. We'll put that link in the show notes as well. And uh, so Grant, thank you for being here. Listeners, as always, we appreciate you. You know what to do. Leave us some love out on the social webs. If you want to leave a review, we appreciate you and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com.